Yeah, yeah. Like Liam Hendricks is the is the, is the closer, and he kind of grabs his arm. It's like it's like <laughs> someone diving in front of a of a bullet for for a buddy. He's like, no, you're being a Nazi, diving across him. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a special vice presidential episode of Battery Mates. I am Matthew in London and I'm joined, as ever, by Toby. In Chicago. I'm in hi Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Hi, hi, Toby. <laughs> hi, Toby, Chicago. <laughs> oh, Tim Apple on the phone. Uh, how you doing, man? <laughs> you know, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. We're, um, it, you know, there's been a, a vice presidential fever here in the United States. Um and uh well they call it covid-19 um but there's a sim- symptom of it that everybody's waiting to see who the vice president's going to be um but yeah there's a pick we have a pick now it's it's kamala yay <laughs> i'm more excited i'm pretty excited about it i didn't think i would be um i think i just completely had put it off uh but i guess seeing the seeing the ticket um, I'm finally like it's clicking that this is actually happening. <laughs> We're actually having a presidential election, and you know this is a well, pretty historic. Let's ticket. not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has just destroyed the the U.S. Postal Service. I um, uh, yeah, Harris is not in my top ten. I don't think for picks, but um, I'm 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 gonna vote for the Biden Harris <laughs> ticket. I've you know. She wasn't in my top ten, but that doesn't mean she's on a she's on a shit list. I think she'd be a good vice president, well, and and better than the the alternatives. She's a historic pick, um, mostly because I think she's she would be the first vice president in history who is a Giants fan. Uh, that's <laughs> mostly the reason. No, um, I I don't know I don't know if she's, she's the first. Her. What's that? She well, this is an item of some controversy. Um, I, as I'm sure almost every listener will remember, during a presidential debate prep session uh, during the primary, Kamala famously, uh, I don't even know why I'm repeating this story. Everybody probably heard about it. Uh, Kamala showed up wearing a Dodgers hat. She was wearing a Dodgers hat during debate prep and uh, like the walkthrough, you know, like they're like, she's getting the mic yep. checks and all that. And this made national news. I mean, it was all over the place. Everybody heard about it. Um, and because she claims she's a Giants fan, she grew, you know she was born in Oakland and grew up in the Bay Area, and uh, is a lifelong Giants fan. Her husband's a Dodgers fan, um, and her staff, you know, kind of said, "No, no, she's still a Dodgers fan or a Giants fan." But um, she forgot her hat today, so she had to borrow someone's hat. I just want to say, I think we should monitor this situation. Um, but the Democratic ticket does not have a crystal clear history of being baseball fans. Joe Biden's not much better. Uh, are you familiar with Joe Biden's no. uh, history? I'm well, thinking. he's kind of a Phillies fan. <laughs> I believe the headline here, I'm reading a story from 2009. Um, uh, while he wasn't under oath, Vice President Joe Biden made a bold claim on national television Monday afternoon. The vice president is officially a Phillies fan. Well, sort of. <laughs> We're throwing out the first pitch in Baltimore. Uh, the Scranton native told ESPN he uh, when he was growing up 
Uh, he was a fan uh, of the of the boys in pinstripes. At least in the National League. I, I this it's it's very confusing. What? What's going on with Joe Biden? Um, <laughs> we need to get some clarity on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so the official so concerningly vague. He he claims I think he was his grandfather. The influence of his grandfather led him to be a, a Yankees fan growing up when he was a kid. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, it does seem like he probably is a Phillies fan when it comes to the National League. I, anyway. Del- I Delaware is in the Philadelphia market, right? Yeah. And I think there's a credible argument that he would be an Orioles fan, right? Potentially, if, if he was an American League. I don't know. It's very confusing. And I'm just saying, uh, we got to get this together. We got to get it together yeah. and, and know who we are before we... Uh, I mean, there's there's good answers on both. You know, like people wear different hats all the time. I, I, that doesn't sure. happen in Europe. Like you don't you don't ever 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 wear any gear from another team. But in the <laughs> states, people just like they have hats and there's yeah. like a souvenir from a trip or whatever. Sure, she can say that. She's also the senator for California, which sure. includes four, five major league teams. So you know <laughs> that's okay. And Joe Biden could just say I don't like baseball very much. Like I like watching the Phillies. I like watching the O's. Who cares? You just need to say what you actually, what the actual situation is. Yeah. Can't have any confusion over that. No. And I think for what it's worth, I think Kamala seems like there isn't a lot of confusion. You know, even when, and when asked, she's like, no, 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 she's a Giants fan. She's just wearing a Dodgers hat tonight, today. Uh, uh, the, the thing I want to know is if she's an Oakland native, why is she not an A's fan? Well, that's a good, that's a really good question. Uh, it's a really good question. And they were very, very good uh, when she, in, in her youth, I believe. Yeah. So, Anyway, we have a lot. What's that? They're, <laughs> They're good not now. Yeah. now. That's not that's not relevant though. You do. Anyway, <laughs> the important thing is we need answers on this before we can make our endorsement. Right, right, right. Because we, we all know that we can't. Yeah. <laughs> we all know the that. Does Mike? You think Mike Pence has ever uh, kept score at a baseball game? Do I think he has? Yeah. Do you think Mike Pence knows how to keep score at a baseball game? I, I have no idea. Maybe you've never thought about this. <laughs> I've never given it any thought. I mean, it, I, the thing is, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he can. Like, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the coach of his like church softball team. You know? Huh. I just can't. Or can't, if he went to a mega church, they could have their own league because <laughs> there's so many of them. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I just can't picture him being um, at all. Anything other than, you know, kind of really boring. Um, yeah, he's really and, boring. He wears a shirt. He wears a shirt and tie in the shower. Right. right. Like he's he's a boring, dude. Was it, who I don't I can't remember who said this. But someone someone said George about George H W Bush. He's so straight laced. He gets out of the shower to pee. I thought that was <laughs> such a fucking. It might have been Tip O'Neill. <laughs> Just such a. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, Every time I think of that, I have to think about George H. W. Bush peeing, which I don't, or I don't, I don't love doing. But it's a great quote. Anyway, should we go three up, three down? We've got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, um, we debated having a section called uh, WTF Baseball, um, but we think figured you just do three up, three down. So do, we, the way we use the three up down, with the way we do three up, three down, is just to uh, go back and forth on some of the the hits we have here. Um, do you want to yep. kick us off? 
I'll go first. Yeah, some of these are some of these are specifically baseball related, and some of them aren't. But um, well, they're all about baseball. But this this season, um, the first one I want to talk about is the uh, the A's. Actually, going back to the A's and the Astros uh, fight that took place on Monday. I think it is. We're recording on Wednesday. Maybe it was at the weekend. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this will have seen it by now. Um, the 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 great thing about anything to do with the Astros this season is just how much everyone hates them, and so any any Astros action has that undertone. Like right. already, people are like looking for the worst. People are like wanna wanna get their digs in, and they're also they're doing very very badly. <laughs> right. I, I hadn't quite seen realized how badly. I know they're doing somewhat badly because I've got two of their players on my fantasy team. <laughs> But um, I didn't realize how badly they're seven and ten, which is a four twelve winning percentage, which might be relevant this season. And five thirty eight has got them. I mean, obviously, getting into the playoffs because everyone's getting in the playoffs this season. It's a participation trophy. But they only have a twenty eight percent chance of winning the AL West, which is which is nuts. I mean, they might still come back and do it. They've got talent, but. 28% chance of winning the AOS. That is that is low. And they got swept in this series by the A's, which is just cool in itself. Um, not least because I tipped the A's to do really, really well this season. Uh, Ramon uh, Laureano got hit three times during the course of this series alone, uh, which is uh, a lot. He's an Oakland um, player for those who don't. So it's not yeah. like the rest of the Astros player who are being hit. Um, out of justice reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got hit three times during this series and got hit once during this game. So he got, um, towards the end of the game, he got hit with a slider, uh, I think 78 miles an hour, uh, which is, I don't know a lot about hitting people with a baseball, but uh, as I understand it, you don't you don't hit someone with an off-speed pitch on purpose. <laughs> it's not, it's not, as, uh, not as effective. Harder to Laureano do. gets up from being hit turns to the pitcher and starts giving him advice on how to throw a good slider which is just the best reaction when he turned and started like jabbing her at the pitcher i thought oh he's gonna he's gonna you know is he maybe gonna charge the pitcher and he starts like literally with his hand throwing how to showing him how to snap uh, a slider <laughs> it's just the best comeback i thought it was very very funny he gets to first base and the astros dugout are just giving him shit I think they took offense to his comeback. I thought yeah. it was brilliant. <laughs> you just got to take good. that. But um, uh, they were giving him shit. And one of the uh, uh, coaches, a bench coach, Alex Citron, uh, is really giving him some. Loriano says that Citron said something about his mother. Yeah. And um, he didn't like that. It's actually quite a nice. There's a nice thing in one of the interviews about how um, his parents gave him gave up everything so that he could come and play baseball. So I mean, I think everyone likes their their mom, right? Or most people <laughs> like their mom. But he he particularly feels close to his mom. He charged the dugout on his own. So he's he's barreling away. Citron hides behind other players. Uh, Loriano gets brought down by uh, uh, Dustin Gano, uh, which is I'll come back to that in a second. And Bases, uh, bench is clear, not just usually against the rules, but strictly against the rules this season. And uh, uh, they've now handed down suspensions. Uh, incredibly, I, I was stunned at these suspensions. Absolutely stunned. 
I didn't know that in 2020 MLB was going to get anything right at all, all season. But they suspended Laureano for five games and um, Alex Cedron for 20, which is good going. That is yeah. the right decision. Everyone agrees, even MLB was that Citron was in the was in the wrong. But the thing I loved the thing I loved about this story more than anything, Loriano was asked about the the fight. Um yeah, it wasn't quite a fight, but you know what I mean. And uh, he t- he said about getting brought down by Gano, who he used to play on the same team as. He said he was protecting me one hundred percent the whole time. I really felt the respect. <laughs> he was one of the best teammates I've ever had. He protected me. We were down in the pile. He said to me, You good? I said, thank you, thank you. He said, don't worry, I've got you. <laughs> just, just imagine the two of them at the bottom of this big pile of players as like the, the pushing and shoving is going around them. And they're just like hugging it out. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, man. <laughs> I'm, you got it. You got it. I got your back. I just, it's just a moment of love in an otherwise fraught, fraught time. I thought it was a very cool moment. Yeah, it's gonna be. I think that's gonna be one of the the probably the most famous moments of the season. It, it was a the whole sequence was just pretty chef's kiss. Um, I, I and and the the suspensions were right. You know, uh, incredible. Citron. Um, the thing I think that uh, the reason I think he got the the big suspension is because he took a step toward Loriana before Loriana charged. Um, so he like yeah, came he out was, of the dugout. With the hand gestures, yeah. like beckoning him over. Yeah. Come on, come on. And like nice. you know, um, for I, I think that the league, I, I think Loriano got suspended for, rightly so too. I mean, six six games, I think. Um, but he, uh, you know, which is not insignificant. Ten percent of the season, right? Um, but you know, I think that in this situation, the league recognizes that when a player that's been hit by a pitch is probably not going to be thinking as rationally. And so you have a, a coach who's supposed to know better on the sidelines egging him on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that could, could work at MLB. I think it would have been different if he, it would have been different if he charged the pitcher, but like he had a, he had what I thought was a really like, obviously MLB in this sort of boring way, want players to express no emotions, say nothing, <laughs> just take the base. But I thought his response to being hit for the second time in the game and third time in the series was pretty great. <laughs> Just to, to give the pitcher advice on <laughs> that is great. That was really really cool. So what? What a hero! I'll tell I'll, I'll, my first up here. Um, you know, I I that was one situation where uh, baseball players temporarily forgot about the situation we're in as a <laughs> as a nation. Um, nice pivot. <laughs> and here's another one. Um, Cleveland's having some problems, uh, and I, 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 the thing is, the team is playing pretty okay. Um, we we can get into this later if we if we have time. But you know, the the pitching has been fantastic. The the hitting has been really bad. Like we think we've the lowest slugging percentage in baseball um, by by not an insignificant margin, and we're just underperforming on on the offensive side. But we're Still going into going into yesterday's game, we were ten and seven, um, and which is uh, the opposite of where the Houstons were. Um, but you know, things felt pretty good. Uh, I think all things considered, we you know we figured the bats are going to come around eventually, and the pitching just looks good. So it comes out on Sunday before our nationally televised ESPN Sunday Night Baseball game, which you know you love to have these blowups before 
you're on national television when you're a Cleveland fan. <laughs> um, but they found out that Zach Plezak, um, after the game on sa- after the game he pitched on Saturday, uh, went out in Chicago with friends. He's from the Chicago area, and so he went out with some buddies from. Uh, Did they go to the Emerald Loop? <laughs> I can only assume. Where would you go? I mean, it's the only. I mean, it's the only place worth going to in in downtown Chicago. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I should that I, I have to go figure out if they can be our sponsor next week. Um, <laughs> but so so anyway, it, that's all to say he violated protocols. He left the team hotel. You're not supposed to do that. Um, he got busted coming back to the hotel um, by the compliance officers that he'll be as hired on the teams have hired, I guess. And so the team, I thought this was great. The team was like immediately separated him from the the rest of the team, made him drive a rental car back to Cleveland uh, <laughs> instead of flying that's with the so team. Tough. Yeah, it's a bad, and that's a boring drive. That is a, you spent a lot of time <laughs> in Indiana and no one wants to drive through Indiana. Um, but so that was that. It was I thought if it was it wasn't a good look, but it was it was kind of under control, um, and the team, you know, the the quotes afterwards were pretty pretty great, um, you know. Uh, anyway, anyway, I, I think this took another turn on Monday afternoon when we found out that Mike Clevenger, uh, another starting pitcher on our team, was with him. He also went out on Saturday night. <laughs> Um, and not only did the, did he do that breaking protocols, but he also sat through a team meeting on <laughs> Sunday where he defended Zach Plezak and what he did, and uh, did not admit to also being someone who went out and violated protocols. Um, it was later discovered that he was part of the part of the the, the crew that went out, and and I think like you know say what you will about Zach Plezak, he's a rookie um, who's from Chicago who had a lapse in judgment. I think that's, that's fair. Mike Clevenger, this is his fifth season in, in the major leagues. Um, he, uh, some people consider him the ace of the squad, uh, the rotation. Um, he certainly had, he was a, 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 he's like a senior player. He's yeah. a senior player in, in the clubhouse. Yeah. And in fact, um, as much as I don't really want to bring up Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer has a, a, a YouTube <laughs> program called Bauer bites. Um, and of course he does. <laughs> It was the, the, him having dinner with other players, and there's an episode. The first episode of this season was him sitting down with dinner with Mike Clevenger and two YouTubers, one of whom was John Boy. Um, and it's a oh, no it's, way. it's really great. It's really great. John Boy doesn't look all that comfortable be, being there, but um, but uh, Clevenger talks about how he's has to adjust to being a leader in the clubhouse, and it's hard. <laughs> and it's like, and I watched that two days before this news story broke. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, you know, let's just say that it's one thing. You know, if you, the rookie, I can kind of forgive that for being I mean, it's just being an idiot. I, I'm on the record uh, in previous episodes this season saying, like, baseball players are morons, largely. <laughs> but Mike Clevenger, I think this really crosses the line, and partly because he's got to be, he's got to be a leader in the clubhouse, particularly because, and I, I'm going to quote um, one of the one of my one of the Cleveland writers, who after this story broke about Clevenger says. Sure wonder what Carlos Carrasco, a high-risk individual who was diagnosed with leukemia yeah. last year and one part of a rotation recording historically great numbers so far this season, thinks about two fellow starting pitchers jeopardizing everything like this. I, that just puts it really well. Um, it's not just the fact that he's a high-risk player and they're putting him at risk directly by being idiots. Um, it's that he's making this huge 
taking this taking this huge risk to play this season, and they're they're putting up amazing numbers and doing some some great things, and these two idiots are just uh, putting uh, you know putting everything at risk. Um, uh, so he, so last yesterday was our first game after the news story broke, and it was also the first game. I'll get into this there next up, but Tito Francona has been has missed, been away from the team for a week with some medical issues. He's also has health problems, and so this is you know another reason why this is particularly problematic. But so we got a couple things happened last night. Um, Frank Lindor, who by all stretch, by, by all accounts, really is the team leader here, um, as long as he's on the team. Um, had this really kind of remarkable statement. Um, he said, um, people need to be accountable. If they don't care about neighbors and people we love, what are we doing? Like, that's, that's great. Right? Like, that's really good. And then, um, you know, Clevenger put out a, finally put out, you know, 24 hours later, put out a, an apology before the game. Um, the, the team actually put both players on the restricted list. Um, which they do not have to do, but it forces the players to be away from the team. Um, and they, they, it's believed they have been fined, although the team will not comment on it. Um, but it's, they're, they will not comment on further punishment. Um, but Clevenger kind of apologized. It, it, was, it was clearly, it was a, I fucked up, I broke people's trust, um, this is on me, that kind of thing. He never says the word sorry or I apologize, but otherwise, decent statement. Um, and then, Adam Plutko who uh <laughs> this just goes on and on yeah uh, this is this is the last bit of this story adam pletko had to pitch yesterday clevenger was supposed to pitch yesterday's game which by the way was against the club cubs in cleveland the first time back in cleveland since the 2016 world series so here in chicago i had to watch the cubs feed of of that pro, of that uh of that game last night and you know how many times they showed the last out of the world series matthew <laughs> every fucking inning at least six times. At least six times I saw that replay. And I can't... And <laughs> Anyway. Um, so Plucko had the pitch. He's kind of... He was a long long man in our, in our bullpen. He had started one of the game earlier this season. Um, after his outing, which we lost. So lost 7-1. to one, And um, he pitched pretty well, though, for, to, to his credit. He said... Uh, he was asked how Clevenger and Plezak can earn their teammates' trust. He says, They hurt us bad. They lied to us. They sat here in front of you guys and publicly said things they didn't follow through on. It's going to be up to them. It really is. I'll let them sit here and tell you how they're going to earn their trust back. I don't need to put words in their mouths. The term I continue to hear and excuse my language is grown-ass man. So those grown-ass men can sit here and tell you guys what happened and tell you guys what they're going to do to fix it. I don't need to do that for them. So oh, holy God. shit. Um, so anyway, this is, this is a bad situation. Um, and I, I hope that they figure out a way to rectify it because you know you don't want this kind of this clubhouse. I mean, I, I just I knew some of that, but not not all of that. And that last quote is just that's savage. I mean, how do you yeah. come back from that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think Adam Plutko earned himself a lot a lot of fans in Cleveland yesterday. Um, so I don't want to pick. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I, I will say this. Um, We'll, we'll continue to cover this story. I'm sure it's not over. Um, and one thing I want to... I, I actually want to genuinely ask you this. I don't know if this is... No one seems to be talking about this, but have you... if you In our notes, have you looked at the, the link for his profile pic? Clevenger's profile pic? His Twitter, no. Twitter one profile? One second. Uh, is this an accident? 
So, oh no, no way. So he he's for those oh, of you who are not geez. looking at our screens, his Twitter profile and as far, I went back to the internet way back machine and it seems like he changed this sometime in June or July. It's him wearing a, a pretty like a sunflower mask and that's kind of his thing, his sunshine and whatnot. Um so he's wearing a mask on the mound. Um and he's making like an okay sign, which it's not even like as far as I can tell these days is a the, is is a pretty common s- symbol among um, not too bright right wingers thinking they're being funny um, or being secret about show isn't that it's, it's a white power symbol right? It's a white power symbol. It, I mean, it, I, and I, I don't know. He's an idiot, so I don't know. He, and I don't think he's. Unlike Trevor Bauer, he's never said anything that it would make me think he's a right winger. Um, other than being friends with Trevor Bauer, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 a bizarre. But no one's talking about it. I, I I tried to figure out if anybody is has called him out on this, and no one seems to be talking about it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it could it, it could be perfectly innocent, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem posed. Like it seems like a picture taken from a game, like a, an inner squad game or something. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll continue to cover this story as well. Uh, Mike Levenger's on my shit list right now. So, and a lot of Cleveland right. fans are like, trade his ass. Um, but well, I mean, this is uh, not a planned pivot, but a, a great um, and seamless pivot to uh, back to the Oakland Athletics, whose bench coach. Um, has had to apologize for Sieg Heiling in the uh, <laughs> what in the in the uh, do you know the story? Um, oh God! Uh, Ryan Ryan Christensen said he unintentionally gave a Nazi salute during Oakland's celebratory handshake line after Thursday's win over Texas Rangers. This is Thursday last week. We're recording on Wednesday, so it's a little, no. it's a little, it's a few days uh, old story. But I, I had to talk about it because I missed this. I did not see this. When you when I when I saw the tweet, I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, it's just like a photograph that got taken at a moment that looks a little like he's giving a Nazi salute, and and you kind of. You go to the video and it just it, the photo was taken at the wrong time, but it's you know obviously bad, so he had to explain himself and so on. I went and watched watch the video. He is literally Sieg Heiling, and I, and I don't want to say like he had his arm up in a in a stiff arm salute or or like you know it was caught at the wrong angle or whatever. He is literally Sieg Heiling in 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 the in the full way that the Nazis did, having his arm across his chest and then stretching it out in a stiff arm salute with his palm open. It it, it, it is as Nazi as you could possibly imagine. If you haven't seen it, go and look at it. And I, I, it is, it is as Nazi as can be. He is absolutely adamant. And all of his teammates and, and other people have vouched for him on this is that it's a complete accident. He said it was unintentional. Um, in, in an interview afterwards, he, um, he, he said, um, I adapted our elbow bump, which we do after wins, to create some distance with the players. My gesture unintentionally resulted in a racist and horrible salute that I do not believe in. What I did is unacceptable and I deeply apologize. That's fair enough. Proper apology um, for something the 
uh, Anti-Defamation League calls the most common white supremacist hand sign in the world. My God. <laughs> Just to be completely straight. He said, he's, he, he said um, that he, as he did it, he was in the in the dugout and players were coming off the the you know the celebratory high five line that they do after a win into the dugout and he had his arm stretched out in this Nazi salute um, and uh, he says that uh, A's closer Liam Hendricks said to him no no straight arm you have to bend your elbow and he replied oh I see what you mean oh no it's like a Heil Hitler salute <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so he realized in the moment that he had accidentally been a massive Nazi. <laughs> Just, but you, you, you really, this is one of those, this is one of those stories that it's worth talking about, but you can't do it justice without going to look at the video. Oh, um, it is as Nazi as you can get. Uh, apparently unintentional, but deeply, deeply, deeply problematic. His his apology was incredibly fulsome. So maybe it was maybe it was all on the up and up, but it looks like someone shit. calls him out in the video. It looks like someone says like, "Hey, dude, is that Liam yeah, Hendricks?" Like <laughs> Liam Hendricks is the is the, is the closer, and he kind of grabs his arm. It's like it's like <laughs> someone diving in front of a of a bullet for for a buddy. He's like, "No, you're being a Nazi!" Diving across him, and uh, I mean, he's he's sort of apparently in that video that you just watched there. He is saying to Hendricks, "Oh, I see what you mean. Oh no, it's like Heil Hitler." <laughs> So he really he did realize at like in the moment that oh, he had God. an accidental Nazi. What a, what a world <laughs> we live in right now. <laughs> we just spent two, you know, five minutes talking about whether players are making white supremacist symbols. <laughs> a clever joke. Christ. We don't know. The OK sign has been appropriated. Yada yada yada. Right. Everybody everybody knows what the Nazi salute looks like. <laughs> It's yeah, the most common white supremacist hand sign in the world, according to ADL. And people do, you know, I, I expected this to go in a different direction because I people do do the people. There are people who are critical of having to wear masks and having to be social distanced and calling those people calling the people requiring those protocols Nazis. So it wouldn't be all that surprising to me to hear people uh, hear that that be the origin of this. But um, should we take a quick word from our sponsor before we dive in more, to more uh, really questionable behavior in Major League Baseball? Who have we got this month, week, episode? <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. I lost the notes they sent me, so I'm going to go off memory here. Uh, do you need to recruit some zips? Are you looking for <laughs> zips where you live? Well, let me tell you, we've got zips. Zips galore. Wherever you need them, we got them. In fact, our website was almost going to be wheretorecruitzips.com, but it wasn't available. And for a limited time, get 20% off your zip recruitment by using the offer code BALLSHAG at checkout. That's BALLSHAG, all one word, at checkout. Zip Recruiter, no better, no better place to recruit those zips. Well, I thought I, that really came together well. You know, I, I was kind of... I had to, I had to wing joke. it. I had to wing it. Um... <laughs> I yeah, like it, this very rarely happens. But in the preparation of our show, sometimes we just don't have all the materials in front of us, and so you got it. You know, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, I thought that was great, and um, I do appreciate support from the Zip community. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, should we, get, should we get back on it? Yeah, why not? Uh, I'll do what's my your, second. What's your second? So. Um, Back to the Cleveland Clubhouse. <laughs> it's funny. You're talking about the Oakland A's, 
almost exclusively in this podcast. I, I believe all three of your ups or downs are, um, and these are all downs to be clear. <laughs> um, they're, they're all involving the AL West, which you are not a fan of, but um, mine is, so Tito Franco has been away from the team. And as you most listeners would will know, um, and most fan, most fans of baseball will know, Tito Francona is pretty much the the heartbeat of um, the the team. Uh, you know, being he's been the manager since 2013. Since he's been the manager, that Cleveland has the most wins in the American League of anybody, including the New York Yankees. Um, they they count that we count those when we count wins. Um, but he's been away from the team, and um, we found out yesterday. It, we knew it was for gastrointestinal reasons, and um, he's been having. Uh, you know, listeners will remember stories about him um, falling asleep after having, you know, waking up with, uh, you know, a peanut butter jar um, and peanut butter all over his bed um, and eating a whole box of popsicles because they were healthy. Um, he's not a, he's not a healthy, per- he's not a healthy person and not a symbol of, of um, how you're supposed to treat your body. Um, but we found out that, uh, uh, you know, he's been away from the team for a week and he, he managed again last night and they asked him about what's going on. And he said, he thinks, he thinks he got under control, but he's gone, he's undergone five to six procedures this year, um, at the Cleveland Fuck. clinic, which is a lot. Uh, and, um, this is the quote he told the press and, um, I, maybe, uh, if you're, if you're eating right now, maybe, maybe skip forward for 45 seconds or so, um, the muscle that helps you go to the bathroom has been in spasm. It's uncomfortable, and anybody who knows me well knows that some of the best parts of my day, so it's not been real fun. <laughs> then he went on to say, I thought I'd be the last person that ever would be taken down by having a tight ass. That would not be what I thought would be the way I'd be described. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. Uh, Tito he Franco. literally gave a quote saying some of the favorite parts of his day are spent on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that is a great said, quote. Those I mean, of you know me well. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, anyone who's got kids, those are like the only moments of bliss. <laughs> it must be the same when you're managing a baseball team. Like, I've got to get some quiet. I need five minutes to think. I know I'll go and take a dump. <laughs> oh, Tito Francona is all of us. Um, that's a, that's a, a legend. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend, and that is a legendary quote. Um, I just thought that was that was fun for battery mates. After that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, well, this is no this is no pivot. I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to take this down. I hope your I hope your third one is a bit more cheerful because uh, this one's about Tyler Skaggs, the former uh, Los Angeles Angels of uh, Anaheim pitcher who sadly died uh, a couple of years ago from a drug overdose. Yeah. The um northern district um uh, u.s attorney's office uh issued a, an indictment this week for eric k who is the former communications director of the angels he has been charged with supplying the drugs that killed skaggs or, or some of the some of the drugs uh, they also confirmed for the first time that he did have fentanyl in his system uh when he died and that that likely um caused the the overdose uh the Oh, sorry. That that caused his death. He died of um, choking on his on his vomit. The indictment is is 
uh, it says a, a, a bunch of things that I think had already come out that uh, Kay had um, supplied the drugs, that uh, he had uh, supplied and taken drugs with Skaggs on several occasions, multiple, numerous occasions. Um, it, it, it confirms that Kay wasn't sort of like, or alleges, it wasn't necessarily a drug dealer per se, but he was a, acquiring the drugs for them all to take um, together. Oh. Um, some fentanyl, mainly oxycodone. Um, it shares the text messages that went back and forth between them, um, really lays it out, and it's, it's incredibly damning. But there's one thing that I thought um, is worth calling out because I think this suggests that there's much more of this story to come. Um, it's kind of buried in this indictment if you read all the way through it, and it's not in a lot of the, the media stories. I'm just going to read the relevant, um, the relevant uh, section. In the course of their investigation, the Drug Enforcement Administration determined that Mr. Gay K allegedly regularly dealt the blue M30 pills, dubbed Blue Boys, to Mr. Skaggs and to others, doling oh, wow. out the pills at the stadium where they worked. So he was supplying drugs to Mr. Skaggs and to others at their place of work, the stadium. And that implies that, uh, uh, well, strongly suggests that at the very, very least, other employees of the Angels were uh, using drugs supplied by the communications director of the organization. And um, uh, obviously that includes the, the possibility that other players were, were using drugs that he supplied. So, I mean, that is a, um, I mean, that could be really, really explosive um, uh, if, it, if, if it continues to come out. Kay has been charged and he faces 20 years in prison Wow! Uh, if he's found guilty, um, up to 20 years in federal prison if he's found guilty. And uh, I mean, that's a that's a very stark situation. He 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 denied that he had, you know, he, he said he hadn't even seen Skaggs. And it was only when um, the the phone was uh, confiscated and searched that the, the truth came out. So he, he had been lying about the situation. I don't know if he wants to uh, if he's cooperating or i think he continues to deny the charge so i don't know what's going to happen there but that that line really really um suggests that there's something much deeper going on at the at the angels that that could um could come out in the trial yeah that's really uh we we kind of knew this story was going to take a a bad turn eventually um there were you know the rumors were pretty what we knew was already pretty pretty bad um but his family tyler skagg's family had been pretty vocal about the the Angels organization being um, responsible or partly responsible or people in the Angels yeah they are suing the Angels organization yeah. and um, um, you know they've they've said that this uh, uh, this uh, um, indictment kind of backs their, backs their case um, uh, you know he um, they, they they actually said we were shocked to learn that it may involve an employee of the Los Angeles Angels. We will not rest until the truth about how Tyler came into possession of these narcotics, including who supplied them. You know, I it, he was the communications director. That's not a that's not a nothing job. That's right. a that's a, a, a senior job. Um, and Skaggs wasn't a, a, a nobody. He's a, a really really important part of that organization. So even the things we already know are incredibly dam damning um for a, for a player to die of of taking illegal drugs during the course of a season uh suggests that something may really major was going wrong um and then this line here doling out the pills at the stadium i mean uh, <laughs> we don't know who who to but um that's the, you know you spend a lot of time around people 
you pick stuff like that up like somebody will have noticed somebody like the the it seems very unlikely to me that there isn't a lot more to come out on this. You know, yeah. you're supplying drugs in a a confined area. I mean, it's not tiny, but there's like you're around each other all of the time and uh, doing it multiple times to multiple people. Uh, you know, it just seems like there's a lot more there. Yeah. And for a, for an athletic organization, right, it's something's deeply broken. <laughs> um, that's just that's I mean. I don't, the thing I want to know is how how they managed to avoid um, detection through MLB's drug testing policy. Right? Is is there is there something about MLB is not allowed to test for illegal drugs? Is there something about that? Not not you can well, only you can only test for PEDs. You can't test for non PED drugs. I don't know. You'd think you'd think that at least some painkillers would be on that list. I I don't know. Um... Yeah, I, I don't think they. I don't think. Th- th- I think they, they're not allowed to, like, refer you to authorities if you have illegal drugs in your system. Um, and I think that some illegal drugs aren't banned, um, as uh, performance enhancing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it seems I like mean, they would have caught like it. Some and... players take weed, right? Some players sure. are smoking weed during the season. Yeah, I guess I... that's legal in some parts of the country. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it would be legal in Los Angeles, right? But. Or in Anaheim, but um, yeah, I don't. It, it seems very strange um, that they wouldn't be able to notice this on drug tests and at least flag something for a team. <laughs> oh hey, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a tragic. It's a tragic event, and um, it seems like you know. Hopefully, that this all coming out will help help you know fix this. If it's happening in with the Angels. You know, it's not it's not impossible. It's happening in other among other teams, other sports. Um, you know, I don't know. It's a obviously th- this issue is something that is um, pretty common uh, uh, across the country. So, uh, um, well, I have I have one more. This wasn't this one's kind is it, of is it a bit more cheerful. Uh, it's a little bit more cheerful. Um, I mean, it's not. It's definitely more cheerful than that. Uh, well, I, I came across, so we're both fantasy baseball players, and um, for those of you who are following our, I'm sure a lot of you are following our teams this year, uh, my team is garbage, just absolute garbage, part, part of which is due to the fact that Juan Soto didn't play for the first week and a half, and Justin Verlander went down with the seizing end injury early on, so I, my team has just been complete trash. Um, you don't have Marcus Stroman in your team as well, do you? No, thank God. Um but uh, but I, I was doing some research before our, my draft, and I found um, this – I don't even know what website what this is. Pitcher List is the name of the service. Um, and they have several rankings, and I just wanted to call out one of their categories of pitchers. Um, well, so they have several. They have, like, I think 10. Um, but, okay, they have a, something called a cherry bomb. A cherry bomb is a volatile arm – who is either super sweet or blows up in your face. I think we all know what that, that picture looks like, right? Uh, Mark fires. <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, and then they, they, you know, they also have another category here. A Toby is a middling <laughs> pitcher who is a bo- who's borderline a waiver wire arm, which I don't even know how to take that. A Toby is a middling pitcher who is borderline a waiver, waiver wire arm. What does that mean? What's a waiver wire arm? So a waiver wire is like someone you pick up um, 
on your team like you use the waivers to pick up some free agent on your on your team during the season so right but a waiver wire arm is like a grab bag kind of yeah it's somebody who wouldn't be drafted but uh you might want to pick up at some point during the season because they have a they're they're playing the you know okay i don't know i was gonna say the orioles but the orioles i think would be in the playoffs if the season ended today (laughs) a will harris yeah yeah like well and i think like sort of just consistent reasonable era isn't the closer so it won't pick up saves but gets a good number of strikeouts you might as well yeah 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 he's a toby i think um i actually should have taken uh i think it was subscription only and i was not impressed with what i was seeing um maybe i was a little butthurt by them having a middling pitcher (laughs) of category named toby but uh, I didn't actually click through to see who they ranked. I didn't pay to just click through to see who they were ranking as a Topi. Um, anyway, I thought Bad Roommates Nation would want to know about that. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll be following the Tobies in baseball throughout the season. Um, I, I think one thing we keep telling Bad Roommates Nation we're going to talk about, but we're also not going to talk about today, is the expanded the, the potential for expanded playoffs. Um, and I think... There's a lot to talk about here. I, I just want to point out that if the season ended today, okay, the season ended today, there would be here are the here are the American League teams that would make the playoffs: the Yankees, the Rays, the Twins, the Tigers, the A's, the Rangers, the Clevelands, and the Orioles. So the Orioles and the Tigers and the Rangers would be, and we'd have. Um, at least one losing team there in the Rangers. In the National League, you'd have the Marlins, the Marlins, <laughs> the Marlins, <laughs> the Braves, the Cubs, the Reds, the Rockies, the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Brewers. Washington would just barely miss. Um, this is There would be two um, losing teams making the playoffs in the National League. Um, so three na- losing teams would make the playoffs in this system. I actually, anyway, we can talk about this another episode. But I, I, I just, I'm going to be very upset if uh, we we don't make the playoffs, um, and a second place team that is, you know, 25 and 34, <laughs> or or tw- or like 20 and 30 and don't play 10 games, um, but somehow make the playoffs. Um, they're not no 20 and 30 teams going to make the playoffs, but you know what I mean. It's a it's a it's a clown it's a clown season. It's not great. Anyway, we'll talk more about that. There will be a lot more to talk about. There may be a bubble for the playoffs. We don't know. Um, We'll get into that. We'll get into that, and we'll uh, preview the uh, Orioles-Marlins World Series championship (laughs) on a future episode. I just want to share before we uh, before we finish up some uh, uh, some fan mail we've we've just received uh, forwarded from a member of a longtime member of Bachelor Nation, Ben Simon. Uh, he got uh, his friend Terry onto the the pod, and he, he's provided some feedback, um, uh, saying he thought that uh, the 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 pod is hilarious. So he must have um, listened to uh, some of our episodes after a few beers. He went back and listened <laughs> to some of the 2016 episodes, which is kind of fun. Um, there are some really good uh, interviews: David Axelrod, Stephanie Cutter, uh, uh, current. Joe Biden, campaign manager, Jenna Malley-Dillon, have all been interviewed in, in the past, so it's definitely worth going back to. Um, but one thing I want to just call out from this email, I'll, I'll read it, um, this line. He said, I'm now considered, uh, I am now considered a hilarious guy, mainly because I tell everyone the bartender joke. <laughs> so that's, a, that's from an early episode. 
uh, we we stopped doing the jokes when I I think I literally ran out of uh, out of jokes. But maybe um, if there's a, a request for that to come back, we can I can do some deep deeper research to try and find some new jokes to to start the 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 the, the top off with. Um, thank you for that, uh, Ben and Terry. Um, if you haven't left a review on um itunes please do go and leave a review uh having extra stars on the reviews does mean that people are more likely to see it when they search for a baseball podcast so it would be cool we recently went over our 100,000th uh download of the pod uh it took us four and a bit years to get there <laughs> great to get uh the next 100,000 done in two years so um please leave a review uh and a rating if you haven't already toby any last thoughts well, I just, you know, just a reminder to go to, uh, if you're looking for any zips, um, to go rec- recruit them at uh, ZipRecruiter and um, use that offer code uh, BALLSHAG. That's B-A-L-L-S-H-A-G. Um, yeah. Because. And and be careful yeah. of your zips when you're shagging those balls. <laughs> shagging. <laughs>